Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Hey guys, I'm excited for you to hear this episode today with Samantha Skelly. Cut the crap and grab your God-given confidence. Samantha Skelly is a seven-figure entrepreneur, sought-after international speaker, best-selling author, and wellness coaching expert. As founder of Hungry for Happiness, which is a movement that helps people experience true transformation and happiness through trained, certified coaches who utilize emotional and energetic coaching techniques, Samantha has revolutionized the weight loss and self-help industries by examining the individual and underlying causes of food, body, and self-love issues. She has shared her mission on an international platform with appearances on Global TV, Shawl, NBC, CBC, and BBC. And she's also been featured in various publications such as the Huffington Post, the Elephant Journal, Forbes, and the Prevail Project. Samantha continues to spread her message and transform the lives of tens of thousands of people through her program, Worldwide International Retreats, Motivational Speaking Engagements, the popular Hungry for Happiness podcast, and her best selling Hay House book, Hungry for Happiness, One Woman's Journey from Fighting Food to Finding Freedom, How to End Binge Eating Forever. Guys, I am excited to have this conversation today with Sam. And here's the thing. Sam is not a mom. And if I'm being completely honest, I was led to bring her on the show because she has this unapologetic confidence about her that inspires me. And I want it to inspire you and help you in your own pursuit of your ambitions in motherhood. Okay, so confident moms, here's what I know. Confident moms raise confident kids. So let's open this dialogue today with Sam and just chat more about what this looks like to be a confident mom, to be a confident business owner, to be a confident woman, to be your most confident self and help all those around us. So we're going to have a lot of good conversation today around self-care, around confidence, around conditional and unconditional love, and so many good things. And I hope that you dive in and enjoy this episode. Guys, I'm so excited to have Samantha Skelly with us here today. Samantha, how are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm super excited to chat with you. Yes. And guys, listening to this, This is a unique episode because normally we have moms on the show and today I've got Samantha and she's not a mom. So Samantha, not yet. Yeah. Tell me your story. Tell me more about your business and how you got started in this whole online world. It's a crazy world, isn't it? Sometimes I just like wake up and I'm like, really? Like I just stay at home and like type on my computer and that's my business. Like this online space is, is, is a trip for sure. Um, <laughs> I never, ever, ever thought that I would be here in a million years. I, as I was, when I was growing up, I grew up as a dancer and I grew up as an actress. And so my whole life was spent, you know, in, in the performance world. And then as I got older, I thought I wanted to be a real estate agent. So, so this whole, you know, online and running this company is just a little bit of a trip for me still. But when I was, when I stopped acting and I stopped dancing, I developed a super unhealthy relationship with food. I was constantly on and off diets. I hated my body. I was just used food. Food was like my vice. It was what I used to just numb my emotionality because I didn't know how to deal with emotion. Mm. And at this time I was a personal trainer. So I felt just 
like, you know, those like dolls where like their arms just like stretched out and you're like, I feel like I'm two people right now. Cause on one hand I'm trying to help people. And on the other hand, I'm trying to like help myself or, you know, just try and figure out what is actually wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I realized that so much of what I was going through was just so deep rooted emotionally. And there was so many emotional triggers and what I was trying to do was use dieting to help me get over it and berate my body to try and help me get over it. And I'm like, well, if I only lose weight or gain weight or whatever it is, then I'll feel what I want to feel. But it's so not true. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then we, I got to this place where I was like, there needs to be more consciousness in the health and wellness industry. We need to stop putting band-aids on bullet wounds with over-exercising, over-exercising and dieting. And we need to actually look at why is that certain individual overeating in the first place? Why are they using food to numb? And let's start there because when we start there, we can actually create sustainable long-term transformation versus just constantly putting people on diets, which obviously doesn't work. So that was like the birth of Hungry for Happiness. I just thought like I went through my own journey of three years, really understanding what was I actually hungry for? Why was I in such a war with my body? what was creating and causing all of this? And I just got to this place where I was like, all right, enough is enough. I have to stop doing this. And after I got to a certain phase of my life, I could feel the contrast between being in a place where I just used food for health and hunger. And I really felt at home in my body and safe in my body versus using food as a drug. And I just thought like, wow, there's millions of people who can benefit from this. Um, so I just started like coaching for free as I was, you know, en route to become a, a real estate agent. <laughs> and I realized that like, wow, I really had a, a gift for this. And I had a lot of, uh, you know, information that people needed. So that was kind of the start of it. So it kind of started as a passion thing. You never really set out to make it a business in the big business yeah. that it is today. No, no way. Like <clears throat> I wake up and I'm like, how did this happen? We have a huge team. We're a multi-million dollar company. And I like, I just sort of started as I was, I was bartending at the time I was uh, serving tables and I was, um, you know, interested in going into real estate. And today I'm like, what happened? It's like, I woke up and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm running a company now, but it was just like following the next thing that felt good. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's what I continually do today, whether it's in business or in relationships or whatever it is, it's like, what's the next step that makes my heart go like, yes, that's amazing. And what it like, who do I have to be to take that next step? Who do I have to be to actually follow through on on those things? And who do I have to be to trust myself before I even know the outcome? And I think that's been so much of this journey of building this business of like, I don't know my head for my ass. I'm not an, like, I'm not a business person per se, but it's all about like learning. And what I do know to be true is like, I can learn anything. I can pick up anything. I have full faith in myself that even if I can't, you know, pick it up, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll work hard at it to, 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 to do it. And as long as I have that knowing I can, it doesn't, it's, it's endless. It's endless. And I think I, I didn't know that I was capable of that a few years ago, but I definitely do now. So you said, who do I have to be to be, to step into that next step thing? Mm-hmm. So take me through that. How can we tangibly today listening to that kind of move into that, or I guess realize what yeah. that would have to look like? 
it's really asking yourself the question, right? So what version of myself needs to emerge for me to do X thing, right? So, so whether it's what version of me needs to emerge to start my blog or start that podcast that I've been wanting to start or whatever it is. And just like really thinking of yourself as that version of you, powerful, confident, um, self-aware, because what we're doing in that process of really calling forth that part of us is we're letting our, our subconscious know, like, this is who I am. This is what, cause our subconscious doesn't know be- between like what's, what's real and what's not. And so when we, when we consciously implant that frequency and that version of ourselves and we get used to what that feels like and we visualize it and we feel it and we declare it and we devote ourselves to it, it, it becomes, but what we're, what we're doing that's stopping us from getting there is we're pretending to do it. So we're doing the actions, but we're not actually embodying the feeling. And so there's a discrepancy. And so that's why self-sabotage happens all the time, right? We, we are sabotaging ourselves because there's a discrepancy between what we believe about ourselves and what we're doing, right? So if we look at dieting, for instance, this is like where it comes up so much in, in my work is we go on a diet and we're, we're, we're forcing through this diet, eating the right things, trying to do the right things. But when we look at our belief system, our belief system is not in alignment with our behaviors. So our belief system could be you're the fat girl, you're, you know, you're not good enough for this. You don't deserve this while we're trying so hard externally to force it into place. Our bodies, our our body's going to sabotage that because there needs to be consistency. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. And I'm thinking like, even from a business perspective, you might be listening to this, looking for the next hot happening strategy. And like, that's not even the thing we need to be working on here. Yeah. That's so, I love that you just said that. So, so many people ask me, Sam, what's your strategy? What's your strategy? It's like, I don't really have one, honestly. Like I have a multi seven figure business and I can't tell you my, strategy. <laughs> like, honestly though, we get so hung up on strategy. Like I, I spend way more time working on my energetics and who I'm being and how I'm showing up than my, and my strategy takes care of itself. Like that is my strategy, if you will. Like I was interviewed by Forbes and they asked me this question of like, what's your marketing strategy? And I was like, meditation. And they're like, get out of here. Get out of here, you woo chick. And I was like, no, really? Like it is because when I quiet down the noise of the world, I get to hear what is actually real and good for me. And people can, co- you know, like people can copy your brand, your colors, your this and that. Nobody can copy your essence in your soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, I mean, just, there's just so much creative power that our God has. And if we can just chill out long enough to hear what what there is to to hear, you know what I'm saying? Right. 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 Like I'm going through this phase. This is like super real for me now because I'm going through this phase right now where I'm trying. No, I'm not. I'm not trying. I am actively. <laughs> Let me just coach myself on that. I love that you catch your words because I mean, we're all continually working on something, you know? Mm-hmm. And I will like redo a sentence four or five times when I'm like talking to my husband, like trying to get my words in the tense right because it's like, this yeah. is happening, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, it's really about slowing down enough so we can hear that creative voice. And I'm a busybody. Um, I'm recovering from like a little bit of like work addiction, you know, cause I love it so much that I just want to do it all day long and it's really exciting. And I think my brain gets high off of that like excitement. And so it's really about how can I just like disconnect fully so I can absolutely hear myself in every single moment. And, uh, that's been a beautiful journey, but you don't hear God when you're going hundred miles an hour, you mm-hmm. hear God when you're doing absolutely nothing. 
and my growth and my creativity and everything that needs to come through me is, is given to me in those moments of silence is given to me in those moments of simplicity. And it's my responsibility to create that, to filtrate those messages, messages through. Mm. So I'm going to ask this question, but for those listening, this doesn't have to be your strategy. Like what I want you to do is to calm and quiet yourself long enough to know what could be your option. But Sam, what is that way currently that you are finding a good, like just kind of a thing that you're doing to slow down and hear and connect? Great question. Um, so being hyper vigilant around my Google calendar, <laughs> um, <laughs> I no longer give out my booking link to people because they just book in whenever they want. Um, I've like, I've looked at like my meetings and I've gone like, okay, what is absolutely necessary and what is not? And I've cut my meetings probably by 50% in the last couple of months, which has felt really good. Um, And then slowing down for me is just present. Like it's, you know, like how can I just slow down my world and just be present to exactly what I'm doing without my brain going like, like do this, do this, do this, do this, right? It doesn't always mean sitting down in meditation. It could mean washing the dishes, but really focused on that one moment, you know? And that is slowing down. It's it's about the quality of the moment. It's less about what we're doing or not doing and more about the quality in which we bring to that. Because I could be doing the dishes thinking about a million different things, getting my body activated to a state of anxiety, and then like being like, I don't even remember washing the dishes. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's interesting. I definitely noticed that like if I'm mopping the floors or, you know, some of those mundane mom type household woman tasks that we end up sometimes doing. Um, and I think, you know, I don't know even how to really figure it out, but it's like, it's like a weird, you're just smiling and you're, you don't know why, like the dishes aren't smiling at you. You're just kind of present in that moment. And I don't know, it's very interesting. I think that's a good way we moms that are listening can kind of pull in some joy into our house and, and through those mundane type tasks is just to be focused on that presence that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's really about how can we extract magic from the moment and no matter what we're doing, right? Like we can turn anything into like a ceremony or a moment of just grace or devotion to ourselves with our focus and attention. So whether we're stuck in traffic, we have, we have choices, right? Always have choices. We're, We're constantly creating our experience. So I'm creating my experience as I'm on this podcast right now. I'm creating my experience when, while I'm in the lineup at the grocery store. I'm always creating my experience. So what am I creating? How do I want to be? Do I want to be on my phone, pissed off that there's a lineup? Or do I want to put my phone away, take some deep breaths, really ground into my feet, feel my heart, appreciate the cashier, appreciate the people around, maybe smile at someone, just be grateful for the fact that I just have to drive five minutes and all the food in the world is there. You, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's, there's times that we can just like, depending on what we're focused on, we create an entirely new um, experience for ourselves. And it doesn't mean we have to fly across the world and have like go traveling, you know, it's like we can, we can, what we're looking for when we do that can be achieved now. (laughs) You know, I I work with a lot of, um, a lot of the women that go through my program, I, I teach people to become hungry for happiness coaches. So to coach in the food and body space. And a lot of them are like, Oh, I just can't wait to get out of this nine to five. So I can just become a full-time coach. And I was like, 
that's not the energy that you want. Like you want wherever you go, there you are. How can you fully, 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 fully enjoy exactly where you're at, except hundred percent where you're at first before we move on to the next thing. You know, it's not about like wishing something was done so I can move on to the next thing because what's going to happen in a couple of years now, you're going to just repeat that same pattern. So we need to interrupt the pattern and have full acceptance of where we're at now before we call in the next thing. Hmm. There's so much good to experience like right now. And as you were saying that, I was thinking about just motherhood and seasons and how every, like it can sometimes feel like this moment, like potty training or the end endless waking up at night it's never going to end this is going to die forever and I think this mindset shift she's talking about you can apply to that too as you're listening that where you are your season with your kids wherever they are whether they're babies middle school high school gone there's 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 joy there's goodness totally. in this season totally. we just got to go it's look choice. for it it's a choice and oftentimes we're addicted to the struggle <laughs> yeah 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 and you know one of the things I love about you Sam is your confidence um, can you speak to that? And you know, this is, this keeps coming up in my head. So I just need to say it so it'll stop coming up in my head. But at the beginning, you were telling your story about hunger for happiness and how you were trying to take care of yourself and others. Um, and you were coming up short. So that's like a mom right there. We're trying to take care of ourselves and other people. So speak to that. Um, that was a couple different questions, but hopefully you can navigate that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this question is so good. I, so yeah, right, right now in my life, if I was to choose to like, you know, give away my energy and put myself first, like, or put myself last, I could do it so easily mm -hmm. And in that as well. I am doing everyone in my life, a huge disservice to, to, you know, a huge disservice. And what I know to be true is I serve the best when I am so self-honoring and I am so unapologetic about the, the devotions I have to myself. So my time alone, like I'm a huge introvert and I know that shocks so many people because they're like, what are you talking about? Like you're on stage and you do this. And I'm like, yeah. And that stuff drains me, <laughs> you know, like I am a huge introvert. I'm like, I, like I'm outgoing for sure. And, um, you know, I'll, I walk into the room and it, I, I appear to be an extrovert, but it's, it's like, mur, 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 mur. I'm and right there with you. That is so yeah, me to see. At the end of a, you know, at the end of a, a, you know, a speaking gig or whatever, after I've talked to like 400 people, I'm like, okay, someone just take me out on a stretcher because I'm going to die in a second. So because I know that about myself, my opportunity to, fulfill my energy and my self-love tank is so precious to me and it's just a non-negotiable you know it's not a nice to have like self-care is not a nice to have it's not like a, oh that's so cute like you have a morning routine it's like no it's it's, it's absolutely 100 percent my biggest responsibility to everyone in my life. Like I run a team of 12 people. We've got thousands of clients. We have a, gr a huge company. And when, when I'm depleted, guess what? The entire thing, you know, falls. And I know, cause I'm, I'm, I will be a mom soon and I'm stoked for that. I know if I'm not taking care of myself, guess who's going to suffer? My children. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I want to teach my children to put themselves first. It's not yes. selfish. growing up. My mom, my mom is so lovely, but one of the things she said to me is like, don't be selfish, don't be selfish. And so I, that manifested as me just being an entire people pleaser, always putting myself last, feeling drained and resenting, resenting the world. I'm like, well, 
that didn't work out as planned. <laughs> um, and um, what I, you know, what is, is, is the best thing is like serving people from this place of abundance, which can only be achieved when we are so self-honoring. And I'm not, I'm not even talking about, you know, having a morning routine. I'm talking about every moment of the day, you know, like every single time, like the amount of times my friends know this about me, but I'll just be like, Sam, I love you. I accept you exactly how you are. (laughs) And it sounds ridiculous. It really does. And it was so awkward when I first started doing it, but like, that Sam's is, talking to herself again, guys. Oh, here she goes. Oh, Sam didn't take her meds today. This is so awkward. <laughs> who's who's going to tell her? Uh, so, but it's so true, right? It's like, I, my commitment to myself is to be the most loving person to myself on this planet. Like more than my partner, more than, you know, my, my future husband, more than, and like, and that's my goal to myself. It's like, Hey, just wanted to pop in real quick. I know you are absolutely loving this episode with Sam. Go ahead and screenshot your phone right now and post that to your Instagram stories. Tag Katie Fleming and Samantha Skelly. And we cannot wait to hear about all the aha moments that you're having today as you give this episode a listen. What do I need to do? Who Again, it's that question, right? Like, who do I need to be to be the most loving person to myself? And within that, we extract confidence. Like, confidence isn't like, okay, what can I do to be confident? It's like, who do I get to be to, to, to feel confidence, you know, like knowing that I love myself and knowing that I fully accept myself, confidence is a byproduct of that very thing. And so it, when we are outsourcing our dependency for love, cause we all need it, but when we don't feel internally and we're outsourcing it to another individual, there's so much pressure on that. So it's like, I need to act a certain way. I need to be a certain way. So what does that do? that knocks on our confidence because there's so much pressure to be a certain way to get the, the kind of love that we want to get. However, when we are self-loving first, we go into those social situations or, or those business situations or those first dates and we go, I actually don't need your love, but it'd be a really good add-on to the love that I already have. Therefore, the pressure is off and we can just show up as ourselves. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that come through in your relationships and like who you draw into your life? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I can just be like a hundred percent my unapologetic self in my friendships. And I, and I, and I, I try and be that as much as possible on social media. I, you know, I, I don't really hold back on that on like Instagram or whatever, you know, like even in my stories mm-hmm. and stuff, like I, I really do try and be like, like, I never really like will record a story and be like, ah, I shouldn't have said that. I'm like, whatever, that's just me. And like, yes, I drop F-bombs and yes, I do all this stuff, but that's just who I am. And whenever, if I think that I need to be another way in order to get love from someone else, then I shouldn't be getting love from that person in the first place because it's conditional. And what we know about conditional love is it's, it's, it's not sustainable. It's not real. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of conditional love that we all struggle with. Even going back to like childhood, right? Like if you're good, then you can do this, you know, like, like love is not conditional. It's, it's infinite, but we have this idea that it is. And so sometimes we put on masks or we be a certain way so we can get love from someone. And and then it's just like another thing that we have to maintain and we have to do essentially. Right. So when we can just be so self-honoring and so self-loving that no matter what comes out of our mouths, no matter what we do, we know that we are still loved and we are still beings of light and love, then it takes off the pressure to get it. And then we can just settle into who we actually are, not who we're trying to be. Yeah. Do you think confidence and current confidence could be tied to just us not being clear who we actually are and who we're trying, like we might be caught up in pleasing. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like 
when we don't know who we are, we feel like we have to put up, like we be, it's like, it's like the, the chameleon effect, right? Yeah. So when we don't actually know who we are, we're going to show up in this group of friends differently. And this group, and I, and I used to do that. So I had one group of friends where everyone was like, oh yeah, Sam's like the funny one. And so I went into that group of friends. I'm like, well, I guess I need to be funny. And I guess I need to tell jokes or else I won't be accepted. And then my other group of friends was like, Sam's really, Sam's like the wise one, right? So I had to go in, I had to go in, I had to like perform, right? Or like, or like Sam's like the class clown. And then I had to go and I had to be like the silly, you know what I mean? And so I, it was like the chameleon effect where like, who's going to love me the most and where am I going to be most accepted and who do I need to be to be accepted? You know? Yeah. And, and that's exhausting. And I didn't even know that I was doing it. And actually in, in my last relationship, I did that as well. You know, it, it was like, I, I, and I didn't notice this until I got out of it, but I'm like, oh man, like I was, I was dimming my light here because that's who I thought he wanted me to be. And I was doing this because that's who I thought he wanted me to be. And it wasn't all the time, but there was enough for it to like hurt, you know? And so it's really about how can we get to know ourselves so much so that we just like show up and there's a consistency between how we're feeling and how we're showing up. We're not putting masks on. We're not pretending we're not being a fraud. We're not doing any of that stuff. We're just, there's a consistency between our energy and how we are and how we're showing up to people. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I think when we get, when we get super clear and uh, when it's just, yeah, when it's clear, I mean, the offers, your business, the things you're trying to sell, they're going to sell that much faster. The people that come into your life are going to just be that much better and more of a fit. I think that that is kind of the magic sauce. For sure. Like I was, I, we had a really nice weekend this last weekend with um, my friends here in San Diego and, and just like looked around the room and I was like, wow, like you guys are amazing. And I, and I got to attract you into my life by being exactly who I am. And even my clients, like I look at the quality of clients that I had five years ago versus today. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I literally get to work with people that I would genuinely hang out with on a Friday night. And that's like such a cool feeling. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's good. So let's kind of, maybe you can give some insight into this, but how can confident moms how can we well I mean that kind of answers itself if we're confident moms our kids are going to be confident kids so you want to speak to that at all I mean yeah I'm just gonna let you roll because you like to roll (laughs) yeah I I mean like it's role modeling right yeah so when when we're confident and we give ourselves permission to be exactly who we are what do we do for our children without telling them we give them permission to be exactly who they are Right. The second that, that we are judgmental of ourselves, guess who feels that? The second that we are living from fear and scarcity, guess who feels that? Our kids. Mm-hmm. Like they are spongy. They're so spongy. And um, it's incredible. It's, it's like so much of parenting. I'm not a parent yet. I just want to disclaimer that, but I do study, parent, I, I do study conscious parenting a lot because I'm so interested in it because a, a lot of my clients are parents and I want to be a parent one day. So I just am like fascinated with it. Um, so much about parenting is not what we're saying. It's who we're being. It's our energy, right? So even when we, th- when we think about going to a grocery store, if you were young and you're going to a grocery store and your your mom was paying and as she's paying her body was in a state of like scarcity and like oh god this is so expensive guess who's gonna feel that you know and then when you go to the grocery store and you pay for something whether you know whether it's five dollars or five hundred dollars you're gonna feel that scarcity we're gonna feel it like think about how many mothers and daughters diet together 
right? It's just like, it's, it's, it's conditioning and not just that. So there's, there's, there's two types of, of generational inheritance. We, we literally are born with a lot of our, our mom's like wounding and it's up to us to do the work to, to reverse it. But not just that there's that and uh, conditioning from, from when we are young children, right? So we take on the beliefs of our parents. And so it's up to, it's up to us. It's up to like us as mothers, us as mothers, when I'm a mother one day, it's up to us to do the work on ourselves to empower our little ones, because, you know, they can, they're going to teach us more than more, way more than we teach them. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I think they're the closest to, I mean, they are their purest selves right now. You know, Um, they don't have to be told, Hey, you're wearing a mask right now. Or maybe sometimes they do, but I mean, a playful childlike play it's something that I learn constantly from my kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh my gosh, so many things. Conscious parenting, generational inheritance. There's so, so much there um, that we could probably go on forever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, it is it is totally just the, for lack of better words, the energy you're bringing to your household, for mm-hmm. sure. And those moments you have with your kids to model one way or the other. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's so, it's such a privilege that we get to be that for our children, but we first have to be it for us. And I think I see a lot of, a lot of mothers who don't deal with their anxiety. So they just project it onto their children. They become helicopter parents and just like kind of mess up their kids. Mm-hmm. That projection. Um, actually, yeah, that's something worth thinking about is, is what are you projecting on your kids? What is, is that good? Is that um, something that you, the result you want, the thing you want to be, or is that, something that's just, you know, I mean, all of our kids are going to land up in therapy at some point, you know, it's, that's not the problem, but, um, gosh, girl, lots of deep things we could think about. Um, so, okay. So mama who is listening, I hope this has helped you just begin, begun to blah, 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 blah. Okay. So mama who is listening, I hope this has helped you just really think a little bit more to, to open up some questions and thoughts that Sam has kind of helped us dive into. And I'm kind of at a loss for words right now, but, um, Sam, do you have anything else along the lines of confidence and gaining confidence, stepping out and doing that thing? Some like last words that you could give to our mamas listening. The one of the biggest things that I teach people and I, and I am constantly a, a student to myself is, is using our feelings to enhance our confidence. We can't, it's not a mindset thing. Confidence is not a mindset thing. And oftentimes, you know, that, idea is perpetuated just like think positive think positive be confident be confident and it's like we just can't do it like that it's confidence truly is a byproduct of us feeling through our feelings loving ourselves loving ourselves even when it's painful feeling the anxiety choosing to love versus numb with food or social media or alcohol or another vice and just knowing that in our bodies we have every we have everything it takes to feel how we want to feel we just need to feel right so i always say if we want to be better if we want to feel better we have to be better feelers and that's just the end of it like we have to understand how to feel everything like when you look at you know your kids right they one minute they're like so happy and then they're so sad and like we are still that we just muted it and it's creating a lot of anxiety and depression in people and they're not able to be their fullest selves because they're literally cutting off their power source, which is our feelings. So really getting to the, the level of like, I'm committed to feeling everything, even if it hurts. That's, that's the biggest gift you can give yourself. 
So how do we feel into that without being defined by that feeling? It, it, it's to choose to not define, right? So like, how can we be the observer of our sensations versus identification, right? The second we identify to say, so I used to say all the time, I am anxious, I am anxious, I am anxious because I had a lot of anxiety growing up and I still manage it today. And so reverse that is, it is like putting me in the identification spot versus I am, I, I am, I am experiencing sensations of anxiety, right? It doesn't, you're not going to stay stuck in it. But what we have to do is just observe that like we are like the vessels of all of these sensations that we that are that are percolating in our body all the time. So you don't own that. It doesn't define you and you are not it. It is something that you are experiencing. So that's a big distinction. Mic drop right there. <laughs> I mean, even even in the roles. I mean, if we can talk about the roles that we play as women, we're not defined by the roles. They're just a role that we play. You know, motherhood is just a role that you play. You are still you at your core. There are other things you are pursuing. Right. And a lot of mothers put their identi- identity in being a mother, you know. It's so interesting. So, so there's two types of, of, of mothers that I've like, or that I've like kind of like observed, right? There's the mother who has children to gain her identity. And then there's the mother who's afraid of having children to lose her identity. Mm. So it's like when we are putting everything into our children, that's what I'm talking about is like projecting your own anxiety into your little beings, thinking that like they are defined, they define you. And like, Oh, if Johnny like screws up, then that's, that's, that's my fault, you know? That's a very unhealthy emotional enmeshment situation. Whereas like, how can we just know that like these beings are themselves and we are just their caretakers and we are just providing like a safe space and love and acknowledgement and all of them. And, and, and they're, they are separate of our self-worth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then I, oh, hmm. (laughs) I'm like looking at the clock going, "Mm, there's so many ways I can take this. That's so good. So good. Yeah. And I think as, as they get older, if they kind of feel like mom and dad aren't like mandating, Hey, Johnny, you're taking this next step. This is where you're going. If it ends up being more of a, just, uh, just a fluid type relationship where there's, there's trust back and forth to just share the journey, share where they recommend, you know, advise to counsel. uh, I think it's just going to lead to a much healthier uh, teenage relationship and even adult child relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. The art of letting people be who they are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That is good. Well, let's go into the last four questions we ask everybody on the show. Um, Are you ready? Yeah. What's one mom or business owner hack to help others manage motherhood and business well? Mm, That don't put the pressure on yourself and balance is a myth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Truly, 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 truly. There's going to be days where you are a way better business owner and there's going to be days where you're a way better mom. (laughs) And striking this balance is putting a lot of pressure on identifying in your life. What are the things that are creating unnecessary behavior or pressure? And it's usually starts with like us and um, rewiring those beliefs and giving ourselves a lot of grace. Yeah. There's so, so much pressure we put, unnecessary pressure we put on ourselves. I think it was, I don't think I've told the podcast this. It was Instagram or Facebook or something, but Thanksgiving was last week. And I had to, a couple weeks ago, I had to make mashed potatoes for my kids little party and uh, at school. And I forgot, I, I swear the teacher didn't tell me, but I'm pretty sure she probably did. Um, and so, you know, I dropped my kid off in the morning and the teacher's like, okay, remember to bring your mashed potatoes at 
11, which was two hours later. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. So I had two choices. I was like all about going to make the best mashed potatoes, like Yukon gold, five pounds of them, butter, sour cream, like all the things. And then I was like, what am I doing? I have like an interview to go home and do. Um, then I got to be back at school. I'm just getting a box of instant mashed potatoes. It's fine. And what's so comical about this whole thing was my mashed potatoes never actually got used. <laughs> so I'm like, thank goodness I didn't make custom, like state of the art Pinterest perfect mashed potatoes. Because nobody cares. <laughs> totally, totally. No, seriously. Like this, and I continually catch myself like these ridiculous expectations. Yeah, it's like it's like it's good enough. You know, we don't have to constantly be hustling for our work. Like work. Yeah, and there's some awesome. other mom out there that gets joy from being Pinterest awesome. For not sure. me. I'm not gonna be that mom. No, I'm gonna I'm be not. like the anti Pinterest mom. I'm gonna be the Amazon Prime mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> So if you could do business all over again, if you could do this whole online entrepreneurship journey, what would you tell yourself or what would you start with? Um, gosh, oh, when, at the beginning of my journey, I realized that a lot of my actions were rooted in validation and I would be like, girl, just drop that altogether because it's so unfulfilling. So don't do it for anyone else, but yourself and the impact of the world, but not from a place of validation, just from a place of service. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's good. What is your favorite app system or software that you'd recommend right now? Moment that tracks your screen time and how many times you pick up your phone. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Does it like alert you when you're hitting your highs or something? Yeah. I, I, I upgraded and it like, there's like this coach that's like, okay, you're like 75% off. You're 75% of your, your goal. Cause I've, I've, I've like a screen time goal, like how much time I want to spend on my phone a day and how many pickups. And if, if it says I'm like 75% of the way through at like 11 o'clock, I'm like, Oh damn. <laughs> pickups. That's so interesting that they track pickups, but it makes sense. I mean, I've left the house without my phone before and I think I was actually going to church and I can't tell you how many times I've bent down to grab it out of my purse. Oh. It's yeah. insane. And it's like, for what? Like, I, I, I just asked myself out loud. If you can't tell already, I talk to myself. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Sam, uh, why do you, you want to pick up your phone? And then I'm like, oh, I want to check, like, you know, the likes on that last post. It's like, okay, well, why? It's like, oh, but I want to feel this way. Okay, cool. Like, how can we feel that another way? Because <laughs> it's, like, it's like literally, like, let's unpack it that way. It's, like, the reason why we do it is because we want to feel something. And normally that feeling is, like, rooted in something that's not sustainable and not uh, self-honoring. I love your, your self-life <laughs> coach conversations. I'm a child. I'm, like, literally a child. I have to, like, parent myself like a child. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Well, what is the best book you've read? And then what are you looking forward to reading soon? Um, the best book I've read? Oh, um, God, that's so, I'm like staring at my bookshelf right now. I think Rising Strong by Brené Brown. That's, that's a classic. I, well, it's not a classic. It's not that old, but it's like <laughs> really good. Um, and the book that I'm actually, actually, this is funny. The book that I'm looking forward to reading and I just ordered is uh, Dare to Lead by Brené Brown. I'm not that even like, so original. <laughs> I'm not even like the biggest Brené Brown um, fan, but like I, anyway, I'm excited to read that one. Nice. They have Dare to Lead at Costco. Everybody listening knows I'm a huge Costco fan and they have her book, which I love. 
they don't have many good nonfiction books, but it's mostly just like a fiction for old males to read. <laughs> not about it. <laughs> I know it's dangerous. <laughs> well, girl, it has been so good having you on. Tell everybody how we can connect with you on social media and learn more about what you're doing. Definitely. So it's just at Samantha Skelly is my Instagram. I'm super active on there, except for, you know, when I do social media detox days. <laughs> um, so yeah, just hit me up on there. And then if you're interested in anything on the Hungry for Happiness side, just hungryforhappiness.com. Love it. Well, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining today's episode. If you haven't yet joined the free class, How to Make Your First 1K online, without sacrificing your family life, I invite you to grab your seat right now and pick a time that works perfectly with your busy mom schedule and come see how you can take your expertise and make your first 1K and beyond online. Go to 1kmom.com forward slash free. I'll see you inside.